Blog Talk Radio. Big Mac to my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dogs. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got booty beefcakes. <laughs> Here's Jordan and Steel. I've got great hammer <laughs> Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. Yeah. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. <laughs> Can you tell the difference? Yeah. 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 Wrestling superstars. They're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah. It's time for the hour of power. Too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey. Oh, yeah. You're listening to 80s Wrestling Radio. And tonight, we don't want to grow up. Because if we did, then we couldn't be a WWF kid. Tonight, we cover the greatest merchandise from the greatest era in professional wrestling, the 1980s. And we can all breathe a collective sigh of relief. We grew up in a decade where it wasn't an iPad or an iPhone clutched in our tiny hands, but rather an LJN rubber wrestler modeled after our favorite WWF superstars. Join us as we discuss the merchandise that defined our childhoods. I'm Jumpin' Jay, and I'm joined by the titan of toys, the master of merchandise. He's so close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring, Mr. Tommy Fierro. Tommy, are you ready for some more cutting and strutting down memory lane? Hey, Jay, your your entrances and intros get better each and every week. That's I get no noise. <laughs> I can't help but not. I'm sorry, man. I can't help but not laugh at that. That's hilarious. Because if anyone didn't listen to the show last week, I talked about how I sold all my uh, – LGN figures and my stretchy uh, stretchum figures. I, I that was a rib on Jay. Just called me the Titan of Toys right there. That's hilarious. Listen, I don't want to poke too much fun at you, man. But yeah, you shocked the listening world last week when you shared that you sold some of your vintage toys. But I know you wish you could have them back in a heartbeat. Tommy, we got a great topic tonight, brother. We're talking about the things that defined our childhood. The toys that we played with, the shirts that we wore, all the merchandise. And not only was the 80s a boom for professional wrestling, but it was a boom for the professional wrestling merchandise. I know you're a fan of the stuff, Tommy. Are you excited for this week's episode or what? Oh, yeah, man. And, and last week's episode that we did on wrestling theme songs, that was my, my favorite episode that we've done so far. Uh, it's going to be hard to top, but I think that tonight might actually top it because anyone that was a fan in the 80s, wrestling merchandise back then was such a huge, huge, huge thing. Uh, it, the, the, all the different merchandise was so much better than it is today. Nothing, not anything today. And, and every week it seems like I always stick up for the 80s over today. So I don't mean anything negative about today's wrestling merchandise, but back then it was so cool, man. There were just so many different avenues and so many different types of wrestling merchandise, whether it be wall banners, sunglasses, beach towels, uh, foam fingers, glasses, playing cards, notebooks, school folders, book bags, light switches, uh, bandanas, calendars. I mean, the list goes on and on of all the different merchandise there was in the 80s, and we're going to talk about a lot of it tonight. Our call-in number is area code 323-927-2953. Again, once again, that's area code 323-927-2953. want to know what wrestling merchandise you had in the 80s and what was your favorite. And uh, Jay, I believe someone's on the phone already, right? That's right, Tommy. This topic is hot. The calls are lighting up. We have a call on line one. We're going to take it right now. Hello, welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. You're on the air with Tommy and Jay Caller. Who is this? Hi, my name is Jason. I'm calling from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Jason from the Great White North. Welcome to the show, brother. (laughs) Thank you. It's a great show. Uh, Thank you, man. Thank you. So uh, we're talking 80s Wrestling Merchandise tonight, and I know that you guys had a bunch of it up in Canada. Uh, what were some of your uh, favorite merchandise you had in the 80s and, and you still had it, have, still have any of it now? Yeah, I'll come in hot here, I guess. I'll come in with the LJN figures. I mean, I had, uh, I, I was, I'm old school, so I came in in 1984, 85, 
with the series one, two, and threes, and uh, I, I had all of them. And up here in Canada, it took a little while. It took maybe a month or two after it came out in, in the U.S. for us to get them, but somehow, some way, I kind of worked my way through it and, and grabbed them. But I'll tell you, the uh, the JYD that was the, that was the one to get, and I could not find that one forever. So, but I finally got them. So. Well, let me ask you this, Jason. Did you get the JYD with the dog collar, the chain intact? A hundred percent. Yeah, that was that was a big part of it. Like I just want, and I was staring at that chain. I was so pumped when I got that JYD and looking at that chain and then using it to whip people with it. I just couldn't believe it, man. It was one of my favorite toys. So. <laughs> Listen, the LJN figures are such an amazing toy because they were the very first wrestling figures that we could get our hands on. And I know nowadays the figures have the real life computer scan of the superstars. They have 18 points of articulation. I get it. But back then it wasn't a face scan. It was hand sculpted. There was zero articulation, but they were built to take a beating. These were figures that you could wrestle with and they weren't going to break. I love the old school LGN uh, rubber figures. Um, other than Junkyard Dog, Jason, who else did you have? Like I said, I had pretty much all the series one, two, three. Uh, yeah, like the iron, like what, some of my favorites. I mean, the Iron Sheik, that that was one of my favorites too. But like the paint on those things, I just wish they would have done something with the paint because you play them for a day or two and you start getting the smudges off them. And uh, I'll tell you who else I liked. I liked Greg the Hammer Valentine because he had his elbow kind of up, so I could slam his elbow down to people. So that was one of my other favorites. So. You know, the LJN company did a great job of posing some of the wrestlers in positions like Greg the Hammer where you could do a move. And then others, they had molded into these ridiculous poses where you really couldn't <laughs> wrestle with them. Uh, and so you'll find that nowadays the ones that were in the ridiculous poses that weren't very good for wrestling are in better shape. Like you said, the paint's not worn off. There's not as many smudges because those were the ones that really didn't get played with because they couldn't do a wrestling move. But you're right. The ones that had their fists up for slamming and clotheslining, either the paints wore off or they've got smudges on their faces, the color of the other guy's boots. But man, what a great toy. Uh, Jason, I got to ask you a follow-up question. Yeah, okay. uh, I know that uh, back in the 80s, the WWF would release special figures, special merchandise overseas in the UK. You being from Canada, did you get anything different than we got here in the States? Like I said, no, it, we got all the, all the stuff from the States, but it was, like I said, usually like a month or two after, which was just a killer because I would know these figures were out and I would just have to wait and wait and wait until hopefully somebody got in. So I'd, I literally would call around to different department stores until I finally found that they were in. Sometimes they tell me they're coming in in two weeks time or whatever. So it would take a little while. And being that Canada is half French, half uh, English speaking, some of our figures would have uh, some French writing on there. So I'm sure that might be a little different than, than you guys got down in the States. But it was, like I said, it was a bit of a killer because it took a few probably weeks or almost months after they came out that we'd get them up here. So, Tommy, you know what I'm picking up right here? The, yeah, the struggle the struggle was real for an 80s wrestling fan. There was no internet. Did you hear the man? He said he called around from store to store to see if they had him. That's what, that's what we dealt with back in the day. Yeah, man, oh, dude, I, remember, I, to, I remember. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jason. No, I used, to, I used to call around for that WWF magazine. I'll tell you, there's one place that was probably, I don't know, we, it was probably five kilometers, whatever, about three miles from our house. And I would get on my bike and I'd zip over there and I just could not wait till those magazines came out. And I said there was only one spot in my city that would get them and I would literally ride, jump my bike and ride forever and go grab that magazine. But yeah, it was a struggle was real back in the day. Definitely, man. Definitely. You know, you talk about magazines, a uh, funny story for you guys. When I was a kid, I, uh, and, and back then in the eighties, you guys know, I mean, there was 15 different wrestling magazines every month. It wasn't just like, well, right now there's there's I mean once every couple of months you get one magazine after WWF to do a special and Pro Wrestling Illustrated it's like I don't know what I think maybe five times a year, six times a year. But back in the day when we were kids, you know there was 15 different wrestling magazines a month, and I was actually friends with this girl that lived in my neighborhood, and she would have all the magazines, and I remember she would used to give them to me after she was done with them. 
which was awesome because I had like all of them and I had like, you know, back then, you know, it was Inside Wrestling, The Wrestler, Wrestling Spotlight, Wrestling Eye. I mean, it, the list goes on on the mobile magazines back then. But yeah, man, I, I know what you're saying. Like, you, you look in the magazine and see what's new. Remember, even, even outside that WWS, uh, WWF magazine advertisement, you would also find the WWF LGN figure advertisement in the other magazines as well. It was a different <laughs> kind of advertisement. You remember those ones, right? So oh, it would be yeah, cool yeah, to look at sure. them as well. Uh, uh, I, I think it's a nice segue real quick to uh, to let everyone know our upcoming 80s wrestling con too on October the 26th in Freehold, New Jersey at iPlay America. We're actually going to have a cool thing for all those LGN collectors out there. It's going to be a little section of the convention in the corner where it's going to be called LJN Collectors Corner where wrestling fans can bring their LJN collections and show them off to other fans and they can also trade as well so if someone has an extra uh, King Haku that that's uh, on the card or off the card or Big Boss Man or something that's really cool that they, you know, that someone else really needs and uh, they can bring it and maybe trade for something else so uh, we'll be releasing more information on that in the upcoming weeks and months, but there will be an LJN's Collector's Corner at 80s Wrestling Con 2 where fans can show off their figures and trade with other fans as well. So I think that's really cool, and uh, it definitely brings back everyone's childhood doing something like that, I think. That's awesome. I have a quick story about how I got some of these new figures just recently. Yeah, man, tell us. Okay, so I'm up here, and I'm, I'm maybe going through a midlife crisis, so I started collecting these things again, right? So uh, I'm a cop up here in Canada, and uh, I went to a call, and uh, we it was kind of a serious call, and I made an arrest and, and all this at a house, and I looked in the dirt outside of this house, and this house was a little run down. There was probably about 15 of those figures covered in dirt, all strewn about the yard, so after we ended up arresting some dude out of the house, we, I went back later and I asked the gal that lived there. I said, listen, I, I collect these figures. Can I buy all of them off you for 40 bucks? And she thought that was a fantastic deal. So I went back the next day. <laughs> she had somehow cleaned them up. And they were all – and I picked up, I don't know, 12 of them off for 40 bucks. It was just wild. So. That's awesome. Which, which figures were, uh, were there? Um, I got uh, Hillbilly Jim without a hat, Iron Sheik, a JYD, thankfully, uh, Brutus the Barber, Greg the Hammer, uh, let's see here, oh, Captain Lou Albano, and a Big John Stud. So I think I'm missing one or two, but yeah, it was, were it they, was wild. Were they, so. were they in good shape other than having dirt on them, like after you clean them up, or like they all beat no, up? They, no, she, she somehow did a really good job in cleaning. Actually, sorry, she had a Davy Boy Smith. And out of those, that Davy Boy Smith is pristine. So, yes, yeah, so I thought I was going to have to clean them all up and all that. You know, this lady had them all in a bag for me when I came the next day, totally clean. Gave her 40 bucks, and we were off to the races. So, yeah, was, so that started my collection. Nice. So now I got, I'm starting to get back into them. So. That's awesome, man. I told yeah, the story. Yeah. Did, you, did you listen to last week's episode where I, I talked about I, how I had all of them and I sold them like an idiot? Yeah, yeah. That kind of, uh, after I heard that, I thought to myself, I'm not selling these figures. I'm going to keep these. I'll pass them on to my kids. I'll do whatever, but I'm holding on to these things. So. I'll tell you what, because, yeah. and, and, and I told Jay this last week, I, I look on, you know, just for fun sometimes on eBay just to look them up. And it seems yeah. like the prices are going up higher and higher on these things as, as time goes by because they become more valuable because yeah, you're talking about sure. the, the mid 80s, you're talking about the, 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 the mid 80s, man, and, and they still yeah. have them new on the card. I mean, I remember back in the day, like maybe even like five years ago, six, seven years ago, you know, you can get them for like 70, 80 bucks. Now they're like 200, 50, 300 bucks for, yeah. for one of them on the card. So, yeah. yeah, man, hold on to them tight. Don't let them go. <laughs> I had, I used to have that ring back in the day too. And that's another funny story. I got it for my birthday and we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So I, my brother so told me I had got it for my birthday. So I ran up the stairs. I ended up tripping on the stairs, smashing my face on the stairs, bleeding nose everywhere. But I couldn't believe I had this ring. It was hilarious. I'd been talking toilet paper up my nose and I was looking at this ring is this hilarious so for this blood <laughs> in the box <laughs> awesome man hey well yeah. thank you so much for calling in we appreciate it yeah no problem you guys have a great show what a call from the great white north Tommy that is awesome nice 
Listen, I would, I just when he said he was a, a police officer up in Canada, immediately the Mounties theme song got stuck in my head. I hope he sings that when he's uh, riding his horse up there on the beat in Saskatchewan. Uh, how cool would that be to stumble upon a yard full of LJNs? Like I'm just, that would be a dream come true to just stumble upon that and then to be able to buy them at such a reasonable price. Good for Jason. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for him. Well, Tommy, the Absolutely. phone lines continue to light up here on 80s Wrestling Radio. Call 2 has a caller that's been on hold. We're going to take that one on the air. Here we go. Hello, welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. You're on the air with Tommy and Jay. Who is this? Caller, hello, hello. are you there? Hello, sir. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, oh, it's Matt. Matt. How you guys doing? Golden voice. Good. How are you doing, Matt? Doing well, thank you, gentlemen. The golden voice. What's up, brother? Uh, not much. Um, you know, I saw the uh, topic tonight was the 80s wrestling merchandise. I would say my two favorites, and I think it sort of bled into the 90s, not only were the LJN figures, but any video they put out on Coliseum video. And you see memes about Blockbuster and such. To me, there was oh, nothing yeah. more exciting than going to the video store, just browsing the entire WWF collection that they had there. Uh, man, I can't agree with you more, and I'm happy you brought that up. When I was a kid, man, I actually had a video store right up the street from my house, and I still remember this like it was yesterday. I would I would walk up and, and pick one out and go home and watch it. And remember the old opening, that song that opened it up, and they showed that video in the beginning of, uh, of the Coliseum videos where – like when Andre the Giant body slam Kamala, like a bloody Andre the Giant body slam Kamala in the cage. I remember being scared and like holding my eyes every time that, that scene came on. But yeah, man, I used to love, love, love the old WWF Coliseum videos. How about you, Jay? You guys hit the nail on the head. There is nothing more exciting than walking into the video cassette rental building on a Friday night and just seeing <laughs> the new releases, those uh, plastic boxes that used to come in with the nice uh, pictures on the front and all the matches listed called, on the back. Jay, they're called clamshells, buddy. Clamshells. Well, clamshell cases. Listen, those clamshell cases. <laughs> Ch- kids today are, they don't know what they're missing out on with their on demand videos. There was, it was thrilling to go and see the box, the clamshell box, on the shelf and knowing that you get to take that home for, what, three days before you have to pay the, the late fee? That's an, excellent, uh, that's an excellent merchandise to bring up, Matt. Thank you, sir. Those were just done so well, packaged so well, all the match, matches listed on the back. The competitors, you know, all featured either in name or photos or both. I just thought those were really great. The gentleman on the line before me brought up the LJN figures. Now, as you know, I told you I was born in the late 80s, but I had cousins that were born in the early to mid 80s. So when I would go over to their houses, play with the figures, I would say my favorites were Hogan, Big John Stud, Junkyard Dog, and especially this one, Jesse the Body Ventura, I always thought had the coolest LJN figure. Wow. That's, that's something I haven't heard before. Yeah, I always that, liked his for some reason. The Jesse the Body is an excellent figure. Um, he's got the pink tights, the blue boots, the blue bandana. He's got the stash. Looks a little bit like Hogan in the figure form. Um, but, yeah, I had a cousin growing up, too, that had the Jesse the Body Ventura figure. Uh, I didn't get it until I was a little bit older into adulthood. I purchased one off eBay myself. But that is a great figure, absolutely. I love the I love the King Kong Bundy LJN. You know, I never actually got to see Bundy's um in person. Actually, I didn't know anybody who ever had Bundy. Everybody had Andre or uh, John Studd, at least as far as the heels were concerned. For everybody that I knew, what were some of the other eighties merchandise that you collected, man? Um, mostly through my cousins, they would have the random, uh, the thermoses as that were featured on the, um, remember, uh, there was one with the warrior and one with Hogan. I think myself and my brother growing up, they were never open and I don't know where they disappeared to, but I had a Hulk Hogan and an ultimate warrior. I think it was, they might've been from 89, these little, uh, water gun, uh, shooters with the faces that, uh, 
They would be gritting their teeth, and that's where the hole for the water would shoot out from would be the teeth. You'd point at someone and pull the, you know, squeeze it, and then it would shoot out water. Oh, yeah. I, I, I actually sprayed it at Jay before the show went on the air. And I, I think the water was in there from the 80s. It, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the most pleasant experience. <laughs> nope. Too bad they didn't sell the, uh, capsules of green mist or anything like that for the kids in the 80s. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that would be pretty was, cool. What was, hey, uh, what was your favorite, and this is this question's for both of you guys, what was your favorite WWF Coliseum home video? Oh, my goodness. You know, I would have to go with of all time entire collection even for what Col- they did with Coliseum video. I would say any of the Royal Rumbles or Survivor Series, especially back then the Survivor Series. How about you, Jack? I would say, because when I was a kid, we would never um, get the pay-per-views live when they happened. I'd always have to wait until they came out on VHS and get them from the store. And so that's one of the things I would always look forward to. Uh, and I don't know if Coliseum put those out or if that was separate, but I would always be anticipating when the latest pay-per-view hit the rental shelf so that I could bring it home and watch it for myself. Well, the other ones would be the compilations like WrestleFest or uh, Super Tape, Rampage, World Tour, any of those I always thought were really cool. There's just so many of them, man. Um, I used to love the Best of WWF Volume. Obviously, they did it up to Volume 20, Best of WWF Volume 1, Volume 2. I remember all of them. Like the, they did one on Hillbilly Jim, the Country Boys. They did one on Bruno San Martino. They did one on the history of the Intercontinental title. I mean, they had so many of them. Hulkamania. They were all awesome. Amazing managers, the biggest, baddest, uh, the most unusual matches. Uh, man, I, I used to have all those, too. I... I I like to get that collection, even though I don't have a VCR anymore. Just to, to collect them would be awesome. So many great ones, definitely. Hey, man, thank you so much for calling in as always. It's good to hear that golden voice of yours. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. All right, have a good night. All right, Tommy, we are talking the merchandise of the 80s professional wrestling scene. I'm going to give that call-in number one more time. It's area code 323-927-2953. Call in. Tell us what your favorite merchandise from your childhood memories are and if you still have it. Maybe you're an adult who started collecting the stuff you wish you had when you were a kid, and so maybe your collection is a little more stocked now than it was when you were 12 uh, Tommy, uh, I got a little game I want to play with Europe. Are you up for a little bit of a challenge? Oh, yeah. Well, before we went on the air tonight, I took the liberty of downloading some of the audio from some of my favorite 1980s merchandise commercials. I'd like to play one for you, see if you can guess the product, if it doesn't say it in the uh, in the ad itself, and then let's talk about what you remember about this particular product. Are you ready for number one? Do it. All right, here we go. Hey, how can I get muscles like you guys? Wow, Mr. Wonderful. You can start by getting in shape with a Hulkamania workout set. Great. It's got everything you need. Head and wristbands. A jump rope for warming up. A hand gripper for power. Dumbbells for strength. An exercise poster. And even Hulkstone workout tape. The Hulkamania Workout Set. You from LJN. Are you in shape yet? Yeah. Oh. The Hulkamania Workout Set. Tommy, what's your initial response to that ad? My initial response to that ad is that I actually have it. I have it in my closet. Brand new and still in the box. You're telling me you don't work out with that every morning? You see me, brother. I don't need to work out. <laughs> you were you were a big Paul Orndorff fan uh, growing up as a youngster. What do you think about him being the uh, the push man for the Hogan workout set? It's awesome, man. Well, at the time, I think that was done in uh, 
it was done after maybe it was around I, I think that was done early 86 that commercial which wouldn't be an order of a baby face at the time I know it was after the first Wrestlemania and then uh, an order of one baby face when he turned on Heenan uh, yeah that was weird I mean I, I guess that was the start of them showing that those guys were good friends and then they teamed up and, and then the rest is history from there you know what happened that was my favorite angle we talked about that in the past my favorite angle ever is when uh, Orndorff turned Hogan so maybe that was a, a seed planet maybe at that time uh, they had a direction where they were going to go with that and maybe that was to show the fans that Orndorff and Hogan were friends that's not a bad thought right it's not a bad thought and, and Orndorff had had a great physique for pushing workout equipment for sure. Uh, and I think in the TV ad, uh, I feel like there is a poster of Hogan on the little boy's bedroom wall. But yeah, Paul Orndorff was there uh, pushing the workout set. What a cool merchandise opportunity. You talk about the largest arms in the world and training and saying your prayers. It made sense to have a workout set. And I'm jealous that you have one. And I do not. I'll be honest. Tommy, the lines are lighting up. We have another caller on hold. Let's go to the lines and see if this is someone who worked out with the Hogan workout set. Hello, welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. You're on the air with Tommy and Jay. Who is this? Hey, guys. It's Chad. How you doing? Hey, Chad. What's going on, man? Where are you calling from? Hey, calling from Cleveland. Nice. How are you tonight? Good, good. Watching uh, Baker Mayfield on uh, Stone Cold Show right now. Nice, nice. We're uh, talking 80s wrestling merchandise. Uh, what, what's some merchandise you had growing up, and, and what were some of your favorites? You know, so I was lucky enough to go to the first uh, Survivor Series, which was here in Cleveland. Uh, I was about 11 at that time. And uh, got the shirt with the entire card on the back when everybody that was at the match. And uh, luckily, my mom's a hoarder and uh, still had that shirt. And uh, now with a lot of these guys hitting the con circuit, I'm out there trying to get all the autographs to the back of the guys that are still with us. And uh, it's been pretty cool so far. Nice. Very nice. You know what you need to do? You need to bring that shirt with you to 80s Wrestling Con 2 on October 26th in New Jersey and get it signed by uh, anyone on there that you don't have so far. (laughs) Yeah, that's a couple guys I'm looking for. I saw Beefcake. That's why I started following you guys online. I saw Beefcake's going to come out there. I was lucky enough to meet Harley Race. He was just out in Akron here a couple oh, months nice. ago before he passed. And, who, uh, who, you know. Who else you need, who else you need on that shirt? So, uh, Beefcake. I know Jimmy Hart's making the circuit. I just met Honky Tonk Man in Pittsburgh last week. So, um, and then Big Git, of course, would be Hogan. But, uh, you know, up in Cleveland, I'm not getting down to Florida too often, so I'm hoping he comes back out this way. Well, if you come to 80s Con 2 in Jersey, October 26th, you can get Beefcake and Jimmy Hart on that shirt. But that's an awesome, that's perfect. awesome, uh, that's an awesome piece of memorabilia. And when you do have it all signed, man, you better get that in a frame and hang it up on your wall, man. That's really cool. What else, what else did you have yeah. growing up? You know, I got some of the classics. I got the old uh, orange uh, Macho Man bandana. I got the yellow uh, Hulk Rules T-shirt that rips. Um, didn't rip it yet. I still got that. And I got the, uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan poster that he's, uh, doing weight, weight lifting on the wall with the yellow and the red. And then, uh, of course I got all the LGN figures, uh, like most guys do, you know, they're all beat up. They got paint chipped off and that kind of stuff. But, uh, right. I mean, eighties, right in my, right in my wheelhouse at that time, you know, just, uh, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, speaking of, uh, eighties wrestling con, you would have been a kid in the candy store on our last one in April. Jay, tell tell him all that stuff we had at the uh, we had a, we actually had an auction where we had a bunch of wrestling merchandise with little bags in front of them, and you you buy tickets and you put the tickets in the bag, and if you picked your ticket out, you'd win the prize. Jay, tell him some of the cool stuff we had at the last one. Honestly, Chad, it was like going back in time and picking up a WWF merchandise magazine. It was insane. Uh, so many cool things. There was board games. There was party favors. There was, uh, you, you had an autographed Hulk Hogan yellow wrestling boot there, for goodness sake. There was baseball caps, bandana. There's like anything you can imagine from a merchandise stand from the mid-80s. It was there on this table, and it was just such a cool walk down memory lane to take a look at it all. It, you felt 10 years old again when you saw it. It was incredible. And Jay, yeah, that I stuff was I saw Go Jay ahead. sneak a couple extra tickets in when no one was looking, too, by the way. 
Listen, you know, Jay, no. I, I had to stack the odds, and, and, and I didn't walk away with anything, but I will tell you what I did walk away with. Not only did we have uh, all that cool merchandise up for grabs, but then some amazing vendors were at the first con, as I'm sure they're going to be at the second con, and I picked up uh, an LJN figure of King Harley Race with his crown in pretty amazing shape, and so uh, I was pretty happy to come away with that. Nice. What did you pay for that, Jay? I'm not allowed to say in case my wife listens to the show. <laughs> that's, that's, that's between me and the vendor. <laughs> that's between you and the vendor. Hey, man, uh, Chad, what else did you have? You know you know what I wish I would have kept? I had a description, like probably a lot of guys, to the original WWF magazine uh, that came through and those classic uh, covers on them. And, oh, you know, man, that's I'm where I started. So happy, I, I'm so happy you brought that up. I, I love those magazines, man, so much. Yeah, you see those covers now. And now for conventions like you guys are putting together, how awesome it would be to get these guys to sign in front of those. Um, but that's something that, you know, went in the garage sale. I was able to keep some of these shirts and some of these other items. But, man, those magazines. And then that catalog in the middle that had all of the merch in it. I mean, that's where I got my poster. That's where I got my headband. That's where I got my T-shirts just from that catalog that was in the middle of those uh, magazines. Oh, yeah. And, and Jay, I'm sure you ordered stuff in those catalogs, too, when you were younger. How, how, how great was it? Like, nowadays, when you order something on WWEshop.com, you get it in three days, two days. You get it overnighted if you <laughs> want it. But back then, dude, you'd have to wait six to eight weeks to get something in the mail. So you ordered that Hulk Hogan bandana. You're freaking checking your mailbox every day as a kid. For like, <laughs> it seems like for a whole season. You know, until that, yeah. <laughs> you order it in September, you get around Thanksgiving time. But, uh, yeah. yeah, man, I used to love – that's the main thing I used to love about the WWF magazines. I couldn't wait. The, the first thing I'd do when i get that magazine, and I, would, I would open it up to the center just to see, like, the new, like, posters and the new T-shirts and all the new merchandise, man. Oh, man. It was just so awesome back then and all that different merchandise. Yeah, that was cool. You get it. You forgot you ordered it because it came two months later. <laughs> hey man, well, thank you for calling in, man. We really appreciate it. Hey guys, thanks a lot. Take care now. Take care, man. Have All a right. good night. All right, Tommy. Here's two things that I loved about that last call with Chad. First of all, big shout out to Chad's mom for hanging on to some of that merchandise and for not getting rid of it. And the second thing I liked is when Chad mentioned his tearaway Hulk Hogan shirt. He said, "I haven't torn it yet." Yeah. Indicating that he's got big plans. For that shirt somewhere down the road. <laughs> not as big as not as big as plans as you have from hiding that Harley Race picker from your wife. Keep it down, bro. You can speak in whispers, okay? She might hear this. Uh, listen, I will tell you, the vendors at 80s Wrestling Con 1 were incredible. Like, just to walk around and see the merchandise that we're talking about tonight available on some of those tables, man. It was incredible. Um and, yeah, I did walk away with a Harley race, LJN, with his crown. Um, and I don't remember exactly what I paid for it, but I remember – I mean, it's worth it because this thing is, is beautiful. It's on my desk right now as we're doing this Jay, show. Can I, can I ask yeah. you a question? Sure. What would, you, what would you do one night? It's like the middle of the night, like maybe like 4 o'clock in the morning. You just get up to go to the bathroom real quick, and you know, and then you go in the kitchen to grab a – the gla- uh, grab a glass of water and your wife's sitting at the kitchen table in the dark <laughs> you turn the light on and she's like just sitting there with this this like angry look on her face holding this just, just Holly's crown not even not even the figure just the crown like, yeah, <laughs> what is this what is this crown and you have to <laughs> you get busted I, I, I would you, say how, that... how did you smuggle how did you smuggle that Harley race figure back from Jersey to Minnesota without her seeing it Listen, man, the LJN figures are about eight inches tall. You can, you can roll them up in a pair of boxer briefs and tuck them in your suitcase, and nobody has to be none the wiser. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tommy, I tell you what, man, I got a whole playlist of 80s commercials for merchandise here. We just covered the Hogan's workout set. Are you ready for the next commercial? Can't wait. This is what I would call kind of a crossover product. It's not something that you would have initially thought the WWF would have put their their name and their likenesses on, but back in the 80s, anything 
was fair game. So let's check out this vintage commercial from the 1980s. It's the ultimate contest, the power on power. Hulkster skating in. Here comes the million dollar man. And you're in control. Big Boss Man feeds the holster. Shoot, score! This battle of the century comes with 12 WWF superstars. WWF superstar shoot-off by Renko. Do you recognize what that commercial is advertising, Tommy? This was a commercial for a bubble dome ice hockey set, a tabletop ice hockey set featuring the likenesses of the World Wrestling Federation superstars. You could do a slap shot with the holster. You could do a, a puck save with uh, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. It was the Earthquake. WWF superstars playing hockey. Do you remember this thing, Tommy? Oh, yeah, and you know what? I answered that question when you asked it, but I realized that my phone was on mute because I was listening to the commercial, but I did answer that question right, and, and then income through because I was on mute. I believe it, Tommy. You remember this thing, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. It was, I think it was released in, like, 1991, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I had never, I've never seen one in person. I don't know anyone that ever had one, but I remember the commercial, and it's one of those products, like I said, you don't assume the wrestlers would be involved with, but at that point, when things are selling like hotcakes, why wouldn't you stamp your likeness on anything you can? A bubble table hockey set. I remember, I remember, the, I remember the hockey table. I don't remember them having a commercial for it. That's the first time I ever heard that commercial. You'll have to jump on YouTube because the visuals are pretty cool too. You actually get to see the game in action uh, and the likenesses of the WWF superstars posed with their hockey sticks. It's pretty nice. cool. All right, Tommy, we're going to the third one. Are you ready? Here we go. Me waste the Macho Man with the claims WrestleMania for the Nintendo Entertainment System. A leg drop, an elbow smash, a body slam. WWF WrestleMania from a claim. Ooh yeah, I want a rematch. Awesome. Did you did you have a Nintendo growing up, Tommy? Oh yeah, of course, man. I had that game. I'm sure we all had that game growing up. That's awesome. It is awesome. Here's my favorite thing about that game. It wasn't the game itself. It wasn't the ad we just heard. In the WWF magazine, there was a full-page ad when this video came out, and it showed a kid holding the real World Wrestling Federation heavyweight championship belt, and the headline read, How I Beat the Macho Man. And then then it was like a fake article that talked about how he played this game and beat the Macho Man as he was playing with Hulk Hogan. And I was so jealous of that kid that got to pose with the real championship belt. What an amazing ad for an amazing game, Tommy. Absolutely, man. I, I, I remember that ad like it was yesterday. I think I, I think I might have posted it a few months back on uh, 80s Wrestling on Instagram. It, you know, I'm going to have to find that and, and repost it and tag you in it tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, man, I remember that like it was yesterday. And that should have been you, man. That should have been you in that advertising the home that belt. Dude, that as a kid, I probably dreamt of, of being in that guy's position. Well, I tell you what, Tommy, I got a few more lined up. You are knocking them out of the park. We're going to play a couple more. We're going to take a, a stroll down memory lane here. Here comes the next commercial for you. Let's talk about what this is advertising. No matter where you are, with some wrestlers, it's just like being in a wrestling ring. With Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper. One, two, three, kids. Wherever you are, it's like real wrestling action. With Junkyard Dog and Volkov. Come wrestle anywhere with Hulk and the Iron Sheik. Okay, kids, back to class. Wrestle anywhere with wrestling superstar some wrestlers. New from LJN. Oh, yeah. Thumb wrestlers. I had them. I'm sure you had them, too. I had them, too. I still have one or two of them. I wish I had them all. But uh, I, I'll be honest. I could never really effectively thumb wrestle by wearing one of these on my thumb. But I loved them anyway. 
Oh yeah. Hey, you know just when you when you brought the thumb wrestlers, you know, it made me think and, and I'm sure you remember these. And not just the thumb wrestlers, but other figures as well. Uh back in the eighties you would go to like the like the dollar store and they'd have these generic wrestlers that would look like Hulk Hogan and look like Big John Studd, but it wasn't them. Do you remember that? Like they, they had I remember there being thumb wrestlers. Uh, that a, a person that looked like Hulk Hogan, a person that looked like Junkyard Doll, I mean, a person that looked like Big John Studd, and they had plastic figures like that too, but they weren't the WWE guys. They're like generic versions of them. Do you remember that? Absolutely. No? Absolutely, man. Bootleg figures. And they looked they looked eerily like the superstars from the WWF, like close enough, like you would take a double take and you would say, clearly this is supposed to be Hulk Hogan, even though the name uh, is, is way off, but yeah, bootleg figures that look just close enough that uh, I'll admit, as a kid, I bought a couple of them because it was close enough. You're at the dollar store. You're not going to nitpick. You're going to grab the figures. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I wish I even had those now. You know, I mean, I wish I had any of that stuff from back then. We're talking about, you know, there's so much stuff. I mean, even like the programs. I used to love the old WWF programs. And uh, I remember going to the shows as a kid, and they put the insert sheet in there of the matches for that night. Like just like just like I'd like to have those sheets of like the old matches. Like I love looking at that stuff too. Uh, sometimes you find them on eBay, and uh, people post them as well. And uh, I used to always like to look at the back page of the program. I think I mentioned this in one of the early episodes of 80s Wrestling Radio. Keep an eye on, and they would have a couple of different pictures of the guys and. I'd always like go to that page to see who it was. But man, anything eighties related, I wish I still had. And I I had a whole bunch of it at, at the last eighties con, but I gave it all away uh for the auction. It wasn't my stuff, I bought it for the auction itself. But I mean all that stuff's still out there on eBay. Just you got a couple extra thousand dollars to go buy some, I mean you can have a nice collection. Absolutely. Like you said, eBay is a fantastic place for a a uh, child of the 80s, a child of 80s pro wrestling, because you can buy just about anything that you remember from your childhood. You hit the nail on the head. For for a couple thousand of dollars, you can have your childhood back in toy form. But if we knew then what we knew now, we probably would have held on to some of it or maybe not played as hard with some of it so it was in better shape. Um, but, yeah. It's amazing to look back at this stuff, to talk about the merchandise, to relive your childhood, and to, and to have the opportunity to maybe own a little piece of it back by going to something like 80s Wrestling Con and bidding on stuff like that or buying something uh, from one of the cool vendors that has the merchandise still available. Absolutely, man. And I can tell you there's going to be a, a bunch of uh, more vendors this time than last time. Uh, so there's going to be all types of wrestling merchandise at 80s Wrestling Con 2. Again, it's on Saturday, October 26th in Freehold, New Jersey at iPlay America. Tons of 80s wrestling superstars will be appearing there, uh, including Teddy DiBiase, The Million Dollar Man, Bob Backlund, Sergeant Slaughter, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Demolition, Haku, Brutus Beefcake, and more. For more information on 80s Wrestling Con, and we'll be talking about a lot more in the upcoming weeks and months here, you can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com. Again, that's 80swrestlingcon.com. And for updates all the time, you can follow us on Facebook uh, at 80s Wrestling. And same thing on Instagram, 80s Wrestling. And on uh, Twitter, it's 80s Wrestling underscore. So we'll be posting a lot more updates in the upcoming weeks and months. And uh, yeah, man, there's going to be a lot more vendors this time. So uh, if you have any ideas of smuggling a Harley Race action figure again from New Jersey to Minnesota. <laughs> I would definitely bring a couple of extra pairs of uh, long johns and and, and uh, tidy whities and, and, and whatever it is you're gonna you're gonna hide your stuff in. But yeah, man, uh, there should be a lot more vendors this time, so it's gonna be real cool. That is very cool. Hey, whatever you gotta do to get those wrestling figures home, you gotta do it. All right, Tommy, it's time for the next vintage commercials. This one's a little more recent than some of the other ones we've listened to. And I know for a fact I saw a couple of these at 80s Wrestling Con 1. Here we go. Hey, will you please see what those boys are up to? Introducing WWF Wrestling Buddy. Wrestling Buddies from Tonka. Honk them. Bop them. Wrestling Buddies are welcome to Rock Hey, fellas, what's going on? Nothing, Dad. 
Who do you think you are? Wrestling buddies want to be your buddies. Henry, what's going on up there? Nothing, dear. WWF Wrestling Buddies, new from Tonka. He sold separately. That was Love. probably early 90s, but the Wrestling Buddies, Tommy. Love Wrestling Buddies. Love them, man. I mean, they're, that's another thing that's iconic as far as uh, 80s. And, and you're right, probably like 90 or 91, but you kind of group all that stuff together. It's the golden era of wrestling. Uh, man, if you get those new in the box, Jay, that's worth a nice penny. Uh, I know out of the box right now, they're going for like, you know, over $100 each on eBay. So if you can get them new in the box, they haven't been opened. Man, I would like to have them just to display them. If I ever hit it, if I ever hit like the lottery, Jay, and just and just hit for a lot of money, like I'm gonna have a man cave in my in my house, and I'm gonna just go on eBay one night and just freaking buy everything, and just like have a shrine of wrestling merchandise from the '80s. Uh, that's like my dream to have like just like a whole freaking house, not a house, but a whole like big like basement full of, like, all 80s wrestling merchandise, man. How cool would that be? Seriously. That seriously would be awesome. And here's the thing. The packaging that these wrestling buddies came in was amazing packaging. It had the cool graphics of the ring ropes and the turnbuckles and the the uh, the, the way wrestling buddies was written, like the font, the, the graphic, logo. It was just done so beautifully that if you had these things mint in the box, it would make a beautiful display piece in your wrestling man cave. Tommy, the lines are still lighting up over here. We got a caller on line three here. We're going to head to the line right now. Hello. Welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. You are live with Tommy and Jay. Who is this? Hi, this is uh, Craig. Uh, I'm up in uh, Canada. Uh, great topic again, guys. Uh, I really enjoy uh uh, listening and brings you back to the memories when you were a kid. Um, of hey, course, man. LDN, like that was uh, the same as you guys, just loved them. And uh, one of the things, uh, uh, I don't know, did you guys have them down in the U.S., was uh, Hostess uh, Chips in around 87 or 88 had a, had a sticker collection. You get one sticker every bag of chips you get, and I think there were 30 some of them. And I just remember not only did I love wrestling and, and then as a kid you you get a bag of chips so we I think I uh stuffed my face that you're trying to get the whole collection. Uh, do you guys remember that at all or I, I remember the I remember the cards. Uh we didn't get them down here in the States but I remember being jealous that you guys had them and we didn't. How about you, Jay? I never heard of it until our friend from Canada just brought it up. So I Googled it on my phone and I'm looking at them right now. And I wish that was something we had because these these are amazing looking. One per pack. Yeah, that's right. And I remember, if I remember correctly, demolition was like the the hard one to get, right? And I just remember after getting maybe like fifteen Outback Jacks, you finally get demolition, and you just go crazy as a little kid, right? Cause you finally mm-hmm. finally get the hard ones to get. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so I take it your parents put you a lot of potato chips when you were younger then. Well, that or that was where all my allowance went. Every every little every every step, I think back then they're probably fifty cents a bag, so it was a little cheaper. But yeah, definitely stuffed my face that year. <laughs> we we would do the same thing. I mean, I can't speak for Jay, but uh, we we would get the WWF ice cream bars, and they'd have a they'd have the uh, the card on a card with every WWF ice cream bar. So we would collect them that way. You guys got those up there though, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember them and they, they kind of painted them on the, on the bar there or whatever. Or... Yeah. 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 Those were good. And, and also do you guys remember in this, I guess a little off topic, but there was also a, a board game in the mid eighties with the, I think there was about 10 or 12 characters and they had them, you could create tag teams, and, and you were the manager. Do you remember that board game, um, WWF? I can't remember Superstars or something. Do you remember? Recall that? No, I'm not. I'm not sure. Was it a um, was it a blue box with Hulk Hogan on the cover yeah. of it? 
Yeah, yeah, I remember. It. The Hulkster was the thing, and you, like they had Paul Orndorff, uh, Magnus yeah, yeah, Morocco. Yeah. We we actually we actually had that. We actually had that at our last '80s wrestling con as one of the as one of the uh, the prizes. We, we 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 gave it out the last one. Oh, that's awesome! I did you can get those. You, you can you can grab you you can go on eBay, man, and grab one of those for not, for not too expensive. Like a used one, if you if you want one, I don't think they're they're priced too high. Uh, I, oh. I think it was it was Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley put yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, yep. I can't even remember the rules. I just remember having it and playing it when I was younger, and used to you know till you till you wrecked it like most of the stuff back then. But yeah, yeah, no, they had a lot of great stuff. It was just it, it, like. I, I think now they do too, but it, back then it just seemed, I don't know, they they went um, a little bit further in, in the way they, the decor of the boxes, the merchandise, maybe just because I'm nostalgic, but it just seemed a little, uh, I don't know, there was just so many neat stuff from that generation eh, in the 80s. So. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you calling in, and, uh, and please call again in the future. All right. Thanks, guys. Have Thank a good you. Man. How's Harley doing over there tonight, bud? Listen, man, now you have me a little uh, a little paranoid here. I think I'm going to have to tuck him away before I go to bed just so I don't wake up with that 3 in the morning awkward uh, meeting in the kitchen. Now, Harley's doing good, man. He's holding his own. He's wearing his crown proudly. Um, awesome. I wonder what Greg did with all those stickers, man. Yeah, I know, I know. Jay, you know what I'm going to do right after this episode of 80s Wrestling Radio? I mean, it'll be midnight when uh, we hang up, and uh, I ain't gonna be going to sit, dude. I'm gonna go on eBay and just start looking through all '80s wrestling merchandise because, like, now I want to like see what's what's on there, what's it going prices right now. Like, that's the perfect place to go. Like, anyone that's listening tonight that you know is just fascinated by the old merchandise, even if you don't want to buy it or don't have the money to buy it, just go on eBay and just look around, man. You find anything you're looking for. Uh, that's my favorite place to go to look at angels and merchandise. They literally have everything. And once in a blue moon, you'll have someone that has no clue of what it's worth, and they'll put up something cheap. But, I mean, nowadays, so many people go on there that they're, you're going to get outbid at the last minute. Someone's going to try and snake you anyway. But once in a blue moon, you get lucky. They just list the item, buy it now. Uh, you can get some stuff pretty cheap once in a blue moon. You just got to catch it at the right time. But uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go on there tonight, man, just look around and see what's on there. Tommy, I gotta say, if you do that at midnight, you're not going to bed till three in the morning because you can get lost in the eBay rabbit hole very quickly oh, yeah. when you're looking at cool '80s merchandise. But you're right; it's out there and it's fun just to do some window shopping. Because um, yeah, like you said, anything you remember, chances are somebody's selling it, and hopefully they're asking a reasonable price for it. That board game that you were talking about, I actually have it uh, down in my basement. Um, not right. the one from not the one from '80s Wrestling Con. I did not sneak that back with Harley Race. Uh, I had one of my own, but yeah, it's a great game. <laughs> Another game that I have down in my basement is the VHS WrestleMania game, which I don't have a VCR anymore, so I can't play it. But uh, Greg was right. The the games from back then just seemed better, and maybe it's because we're nostalgic and and we were kids at the time. But fun stuff to play with. Tommy, we got a few minutes left. I got a few more commercials. I'd love to play one or two more for you to take a a stroll down memory lane here. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Watch the Iron Sheik can do that. Clothesline, Hulk Hogan can do that. And now for the main event, a steel cage fan. Flip, whip, slam. He's out of the cage. He can't do that. Can he do that? Steel Cage Fast Test comes with two wrestlers, other bendies sold separately. From LJN. These were the bendies, the, the smaller LJN figures that were built to bend so you could maneuver them into your favorite wrestling holds and uh, positions. Tommy, did you have any of the bendies when you were a young man? Yeah, man, absolutely. I had, I pretty think I had mostly all of them. Even like Corporal Kirshner, I remember having. I had a ton of them, and again, I, I wish that I still had all these. I wish I had any of these. I mean, they were really, really cool there, and they're now they're like really hard to get. And I know they go for a lot if you could get them, especially if they're they're new on the card. They're they're scarce, man. 
I would love, love, love to have uh, uh, some of them. I have a question for you, Jay. If you yes. could have five items, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, five items for your to start your wrestling man cave, your 80s wrestling man cave, five items. And that if you're picking an LGN, that counts as one item. So. I'm sure I can't, I can't say like the whole. I can't say like the whole line of LJNs as one item. I have to be specific. Yeah, only because. Yeah, only because. You know, if you do that, you have fifty. You have fifty things right there. Just, just five things. Right? Just five things you can pick to have to start. Just to start your '80s wrestling man cave. Uh, what man. would it be? I will say this. Some of the rarest LJNs are the ones that came out last on the black cards. And there's a couple of those figures that I don't have and I would love to have. And so if I just had to name five pieces of merchandise from the 80s off the top of my head, I would say one of them would be the LJN Hulk Hogan with the red shirt variant. Uh, the pose came in two two variants. One was a white shirt. One was a red shirt. I have the white shirt Hulk Hogan. I'd love to have the red shirt Hulk Hogan. I'd also love to have the Andre the Giant LJN from 1989, where he's wearing the black single strap leotard type tights. Uh, I would love to have that figure. I got to be careful because I would just name the, the LJNs that I don't have. But uh, I'd love to have that, those. I'd also love to have the, uh, I don't know how big they were, but they were probably early 90s, and they were similar to the Hasbro figures, but they were the larger ones of Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, the ones where you had the pull string on the back, and if you pulled them, they would say their catchphrases. I didn't have those as a kid. I would love to have those. Um, I know one with our first caller from Canada, when he called, you mentioned the Bret Hart sunglasses. Uh, I would love to have a pair of the Bret Hart sunglasses uh, because I've never had those and that was something as a kid I always wanted. That might be my five. Two LJNs, two giant talking uh, figures and Bret Hart man sunglasses. But I'm leaving a ton of cool stuff out. So, But I guess that's the first five that I said. So that's the five I'll stick with. Tommy, I'm rubber, you're glue, man. Same question back at you. I think that Again, it's it's hard to say because you you want everything, you know. So, uh, I, I mean, you remember the big Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper figures, like the big ones. They were like maybe like a foot and a half or like two feet tall. Yes, I have both of them in my basement. Yeah, I want both of those new in the box, brand new, never opened. I would love to have those. I would love to have, uh, man, it's I, some of those. Some of the same thing, some of those LJNs, you said the black card ones just because they're so scarce and, and, and so pricey and worth so much money, like the Rick Rude or the Haku or the Andre, those figures. Um, man, I mean, anything really, anything really from the 80s. Like, I still have it in my head that one day, Jay, and I'll tell you something I do have. Uh, another thing that we didn't really mention on the show tonight. Is because I I want to have one day a wrestling man cave. There's no doubt about it. I want an eighties wrestling man cave one day. I actually have, and uh, I went on like a, a shopping spree earlier in the year on eBay. Uh, remember the old posters that they used to put in the in the catalogs back in the eighties, like the WWF catalogs, like the, the color posters they they would sell all the time. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I got about six or seven of them right now, brand new. There, there's no 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 holes in them, no nothing. They're brand new. Uh, I have uh, from the Speedcake, Ultimate Warrior, uh, the Killer Bees. Um, who else? Uh, maybe Hacksaw. I forgot who they were, but I have like six or seven of them. I one day, like I'm just visioning like all those posters like hanging up in like a man cave, like in like big beautiful frames. Like surrounding like the outskirts of the man cave, with uh, with all like just '80s wrestling merchandise all over the place. But some of those posters would be really cool to have too. Remember like the big wall banners like back in the day, like the Ultimate Warrior and the Brutus Beefcake and the Jake Roberts. 
I mean, there's so much stuff, man. Like, I would love to have the whole collection of the WWF magazines. I'd love to have the whole collection of the WWF programs. I would love to have all the Coliseum videos. I mean, there's so much stuff. We can just sit here for probably hours and talk about 80s wrestling merchandise. Remember, like, the old WWF beach towels, like Hulk Hogan and Miss Elizabeth and Brutus Beefcake. I mean, man, and the foam fingers, all everything, anything, anything and everything I'd like to have, man. I love I love how you limit me to five, and now you get to say anything and everything. I love how you play this game, Tommy. Let me ask you this: the the posters you were describing, awesome. I hope that you get them framed and that you hang them up in your man cave one day. You mentioned the Ultimate Warrior. Can you describe the poster of the Ultimate Warrior that you're talking about? Because there's a few of them. I just want to know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's the one him. It's the one him standing in front of like the fireworks. Oh, that's cool. That is a cool yeah. poster. Yeah, that is you know awesome. What you know what you're talking about, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the one um, Man, the posters in the 80s were amazing. They, they were, were absolutely amazing. Uh, I don't know if it's just because the colors were so vibrant in the 80s. That, that was like the graphic design trend, but uh, they were just so cool. I had a Hulk Hogan one on my wall growing up, and it just had like a basic blue background, but it had Hogan flexing his bicep with the belt on and just said Hulk rules at the bottom. It was just awesome to wake up every morning and see that on your closet door. That or strike force, right? That or strike force. Yes. Either one would work. <laughs> Waking up the strike force. Awesome, man. Well, Hey, listen, uh, looks like we're out of time this week. I mean, here's another episode where we just could have kept going and continue to talk about uh, wrestling merchandise from the eighties. There's just so much of it. We, just scratch the surface of, you know, stuff that we can talk about. Uh, just to let everyone know, there will not be an episode of 80s Wrestling Radio next week. Next week is Labor Day. So uh, we're taking the week off next week, and I hope everyone enjoys their holiday next week with their uh, their friends and family. I can't believe summer's almost over already, Jack. Listen, I don't know what it was about this summer, but it feels like it flew by faster uh, than any summer prior I don't know if that means we're getting old or what, but yeah, I can't believe school starting up and summer is winding down. Now, did summer summer uh, school start for you guys already? Because some I know some states that go back before Labor Day. No, we're one of the states that go back the day after Labor Day. Most of our schools. So my two sons will be starting uh, a week from tomorrow. How about you guys in Jersey? Uh, same thing. We start after uh, after Labor Day. What what grade is your kid going into? Uh, my oldest son will be a fifth grader this year, and my youngest son is going to be tackling the first grade. Nice. Well, yeah. Best of luck to them. Best of luck to them uh, uh, next week, and uh, until next week, uh, well, actually two weeks, we'll uh, we'll figure out a, a cool topic again and and uh, throw it up on the uh, the old social media. But until then, we hope that all you guys have a very happy and safe Labor Day weekend this coming weekend. And, Jay, I hope you and your family uh, have a great time, man. You too. And if any of you listeners have 80s wrestling merchandise that you were thinking about listing on eBay, Tommy's going shopping right after we get off the air. So now is the time <laughs> to list your item uh, to give Tommy you know a chance to spend his money. Tommy, and it was a pleasure tonight, man. Hold on, one one last thing, brother. One okay. last thing. If anyone out there has a Harley Race figure brand new on the package, send me a DM because I might buy it for Jay for Christmas. <laughs> that is awesome. And if anybody has, as Tommy put it, anything and everything from the 80s, uh, DM Tommy because I can't afford to buy all that stuff for him for Christmas. I would if I could, Tommy. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you again for listening to 80s Wrestling Radio. Enjoy the week off next Monday, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Big Mac to my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got Junkyard Dog. It's World Wrestling Federation Superstars. I've got Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> Here's Jordan <laughs> and Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock. Can you tell the difference? Wrestling superstars, they're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah!
Joe's everybody's got a price. Ah, the American dream will put you to sleep. And Hacksaw's gonna cut you down. Ooh, he'll pay for that. Hustle sports Hogan with my new macho master. Man, Hulk's gonna put the squeeze on you. And now you're taking the ultimate punishment. That's it, buddy! Hulk grown all of ya! You coming to me a figure so close to the real thing? Like being in the ring!